Praise God. So I'm happy to be here tonight. It's revival time. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse number 17. Habakkuk 3 and 17. Uh, you know, this book is full. Uh, I have lots of messages to preach. In fact, I got uh, 67 books to preach from. That's a lot of books. It's a lot of places to preach from. So it's not a matter of having a message. It's having the right message. And so I really feel like the Lord wants to talk to somebody tonight and help you in uh, your mind, your thinking about serving the Lord. Because for most of us, it's a mind thing. It's really not the devil's not your greatest problem. The world's not your greatest problem. As a general rule, it's what's between your ears that gives you the greatest problem. And I want to help you tonight. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17, he said, Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord is my strength, and he will make my feet like hinds feet, and he will make me to walk upon my high places to the chief singer on my stringed instruments. I want to talk to you a few minutes tonight on this thought, circumstantial worship. Amen. Circumstantial worship. And everybody shout amen. amen. God bless you. You may be seated. <clears throat> Praise God. Living in a time uh, where that we are seeing uh, a consistent movement uh, toward uh, the, the uh, spirit of humanism in our world. Uh, back in the previous century in our country, uh, the humanistic manifesto was introduced into our higher uh, levels of learning, our universities, and uh, there was a departure from teachings that were Bible-based. I don't have time to get in all the details tonight, but many of the top-name universities in our country were actually started as Bible schools. They were started as schools that taught the Word of God. And we could go down the list of them tonight. Uh, but over the process of time, we have seen the introduction of humanism and the thinking of humanism in our society. And of course, uh, in, in much of the problems that we're encountering right now in the United States where transgenderism is concerned and where all of the spirits that uh, are, are invading our world, the attitudes. I, I, could, I, I don't have time to get into all the details of it. It's really not important to what I want to preach. But what I want to point out is the fact that much 
of what you see happening in America, the de degeneration of our world, the degeneration of our society, the tearing down of the norms can all be dated back to the teaching of the humanistic manifesto. One of its major points is that there is no higher power that you have to answer to. Secondly, they teach that you are a God to yourself and that you have no absolutes. There is no absolute that you have to live by. There's no absolute, amen, that you have to commit yourself to. You've heard the saying, if it feels good, do it. That's where that statement came from. It came from the spirit and the teaching of humanism, amen. And so here is what I wanna to present to you tonight in this service, and that is that this whole idea in our time of there being no absolutes. What they say is that everything is relative. It's relative to how you feel. It's relative to your circumstances or it's relative to your situation. And so many times that manner of thinking not only has invaded our society, but it has also invaded the church so that now we are dealing in the church with circumstantial ethics or situational ethics. In other words, if it's advantageous for you to lie, then it would just be a lot easier to lie than it is to tell the truth. Oh, hallelujah. That's the world we live in right now. And that spirit is invading our society. And that spirit is affecting the church even as we are here tonight. So I've come to tell you that it is without a doubt that all of us have to establish some absolutes. We have to establish some principles by which we are going to live by. You can't live by your emotions. Your emotions are not a good barometer by which you ought to be making decisions. Because tomorrow you may not feel like doing what's right. And the next day you may not feel good enough to do what you should be doing. But if you make up your mind, you're going to serve God. You don't care what humanists are saying. You don't care what the spirit of this age is saying. You don't care what the world around you is saying. You've made up your mind you're going to serve God. You've established an absolute that says, I don't care what's going on around me. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to worship him. Clap your hands and give me praise. Amen. Let me explain to you why that principles to, that you live by are so important or establishing an absolute is so important. It's because when you establish that principle or you establish that absolute, then it will make a decision for you before there is a decision that, that needs to be made. 
Amen. Someone said one time that honesty is the best policy. I have to tell you tonight, that is not a true statement. Honesty is not the best policy. If you say that honesty is the best policy, it simply means that among many options, the best one that you could rely on is the one of honesty. Amen. Honesty is not the best option. Honesty is the only option. Hallelujah. If you establish in your mind that you're going to be honest in every situation and under every circumstance, that means when you're at the cashier and you're in the checkout line at the grocery store or Walmart and you hand them a $5 bill and they give you change for a 20 and you're looking at more money in your hand than what you gave to them, you don't have to stand there and debate about what you're going to do. Hey, the preacher's in the house again tonight. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Amen. You don't have to debate about what you're going to do. You've already made the decision. You decided to be honest. So when you look at that, you don't have a problem with saying, hey, you gave me too much money. Because you're living by an absolute You're not living by your feelings. You've got to go further than just your feelings. You may not feel like talking in tongues, but you still got to serve him and pray and worship him. You may not feel like living for God, but you got to make up your mind. I'm going to do it anyhow. Oh, hallelujah. Thank God for the emotions that's connected to our walk with God and our worship. But I don't worship because I feel like worshiping. I worship based on some things I know. Paul said, for I know in whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. There's some things I know tonight. And when I don't feel anything, I rely on what I know. I rely on what I already understand. Woo, hallelujah. Amen. I know I serve a living God. I know I serve a God that never fails. I know I serve a God that never lets me down. I know I serve a God that never disappoints. I know I serve a God that's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So when the devil tries to bring something before me that would cause me to waver in my faith, Hallelujah. I'm here tonight to tell you that my statement is I already know some things. I'm going to revert back to what I know. I'm going to praise him because I know who he is. I'm going to praise him because I know his name. Ah, clap your hands and give him a praise one more time. Amen. So what we read tonight through the mouth of the prophet in Habakkuk chapter 3, he says, although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olives shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat. The flock 
shall be cut off from the fold and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Now most of us tonight, when we read that, unless we're a farmer or a rancher or whatever, we may not be able to identify with the description that he has given. But if I were to say things like, if it, although I lose my job, although that there's no food in the house, although the bills are unpaid, although my physical health is at its worst, Although my wife walked out on me, although my husband left me, although my children are giving me grief, you would understand what I'm saying when I say things like that. Woo, hallelujah. And he makes this statement. He said, all those, these things happen, I made my mind up. Yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Hallelujah. Here's what the prophet is doing. He is clearly stating that my circumstances will not dictate to me my response. My circumstances will not determine for me whether I live for God or not. My circumstance is not going to decide for me if I'm going to church, if I'm going to praise him, if I'm going to pay my tithes, if I'm going to give an offering, if I'm going to shout the victory. Amen. My situation won't paralyze me. My situation is not going to stifle my praise. My, my circumstances are not going to intimidate me. I refuse to get backed in the corner by my circumstance. You see, I set in my heart a decision. I placed an absolute in my spirit. I set in my heart, my mind is made up, and it simply is this. I don't care what's going on around me. I don't care what's happening in my life. There's one thing I'll never give up. There's one thing I'll never do. Let me tell you what you got to do about the word backslide. Take it out of your vocabulary. Remove it out of your vocabulary. Get rid of the word backslide. Hallelujah. You got to get rid of the word given up. You got to get rid of the word quit. You got, oh glory to God. You got to get something down inside of here that says, it doesn't matter what's going on, I'm serving God. I'm going to make it. I'm going to survive this. When my trial is over with, I'm coming out of this trial. When my trouble's over with, I'm coming out of my trouble. When my storm is over with, I'll still be serving God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want you to note the wording. I want you to note what the man is saying here. He says this, although the fig tree 
shall not blossom neither shall fruit be in the vines. You've got to understand when the man makes the statement on that wise, what he is actually saying is this, I am making a decision right now because when you read that verse, you understand that is not his present circumstance. That is not his present situation. He is talking about what could happen, what can take place, what what the possibilities are in the future. So he's saying, I'm talking right now. I'm making a decision right now that if the fig tree don't blossom and the fruit's not in the vines and the labor of the olive fails, I'm making a decision right now how I'm going to respond. I'm going to make a decision how I'm going to react to that. Lord, have mercy. I feel like I'm about to come apart at all the seams right now. Whoo, hallelujah. He said, he said, I'm deciding right now. You see, that's what you gotta do when serving God. You gotta make a decision right now while things are going good, while things are coming along pretty good. You got the victory. You just been talking in tongues. You just shouted the victory. You feel like you're on top. Well, make up your mind right now. When I'm on the bottom, that ain't going to change me. When I'm struggling to survive, that ain't going to make a difference in my life. Praise the Lord. The Apostle Paul made this statement. He said, I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. He said, I have learned in whatsoever state that I am in, therewith to be content. What is the, what is the great apostle trying to tell us? He is trying to tell us that I know what it is to have nothing. I know what it is to be hungry. I know what it is to have to do without. I know what it is to be on the bottom. He said, but I also know what it is to be on the top. And I know what it is to have plenty of food. I know what it is to have money in my pocket. He said, I have learned in whatever state that I am in therewith to be content. Why could the man say that? Because he made his decision. My contentment is not going to be in my circumstance. My contentment is not going to be in my situation. My contentment is going to be in my God. Oh, hallelujah. If you get contented in God, your circumstance won't change you. If you learn how to get contented in God, your situation won't make a difference. Amen. I'm trying to help somebody serve God tonight. So I'm trying to help somebody serve God tonight. Amen. You can't keep vacillating between your feelings. You can't come to church whenever you feel like you want to come and not show up whenever you don't feel like coming. Come on. Amen. You can't be the first one up here shouting and running when you feel good and be sitting on the back pew doing nothing whenever you don't feel so good. 
you got to make up your mind whether I'm up or down I'm contented I'm contented I'm going to be content serving God amen I have watched people that could live for God as long as they were barely surviving from week to week Paycheck to paycheck. Come on now. Amen. I've watched them. They could live for God because they kept praying. They kept praying, God, help me. God, help me. God, supply my need. And so they kept depending on God. But all of a sudden, when they got a better job and more money coming in and everything began to do pretty good, they didn't show up anymore. You know what their problem is? They were contented when they had nothing, but they didn't get so contented when they had what they wanted and they had what they needed. He said, I have learned, I have learned. You see, I've watched people that could live for God as long as they had money in the pocket, as long as they had a consistent job, as long as they had a nice car to drive. But I've watched when things went south and they were broke and all of a sudden they didn't show up anymore because they blamed God for where they were. You know what their problem was? They never learned how to live for God being contented in whatever state that they are in. Woo! <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. You gotta learn how to live for God when you got money in your pocket. And you gotta learn how to live for God when you don't have money in your pocket. You gotta learn how to live for God whenever things going good and learn how to live for him whenever things going bad. Come on, quit relying on your feelings. Make up in your mind. Get an absolute in your heart. Make a decision. Woo! Come on, church. I refuse to be a circumstantial saint tonight. I refuse to engage in circumstantial worship. I made my mind up. I'm going to do it anyhow. I'm going to do it anyhow. Listen, I know what it is to be on the bottom. I know what it is to be struggling. I know what it is to have a battle to survive from day to day. But I'm still here. Oh, hallelujah. I decided a long time ago, this is what I'm going to do. I want to point out something here tonight. He said, yet I will rejoice. One of the words that defines that word rejoice from its original word is this word, triumph. Amen. Not just rejoice in the sense of being joyful. He said, but I will triumph in the Lord. What the prophet was saying was, I don't care what's going on. I don't care what's happening. I don't care what's taking place. I'm still going to be victorious. I'm still going to be triumphant. I'm still going to praise him. I'm still going to magnify him. Come on. Make up your mind tonight that your victory is not in your circumstance. Your victory is in your God. Make up your mind tonight that your triumph is not in where you are. It's in the God that
you serve. Come on, somebody's getting a hold of something right now. I got plenty more to preach, but something's happening in the Holy Ghost right now. I said something's happening in the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, church. Come on, the Holy Ghost is working right now. If you're here tonight and you've been struggling about whether to live for God, you need to walk down this aisle tonight and say, I'm making my mind up right now. I'm making my mind up right now. I'm making my mind up. I'm not going to play games any longer. I'm not going to determine my walk with God based on my circumstance. I'm not going to decide based on where I'm at. Come on, church. Come on. Everybody in the house, let's pray. Let's pray. Hallelujah. You see somebody struggling, pray with them right now. Pray with your brother. Pray with your sister. Pray with somebody close to you right now. Come on. Look around you tonight. If there's somebody weeping, go to them and begin to pray with them. Come on. Come on. You need to to make your mind up tonight. You need to make a decision tonight what you're going to do. Although, 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 yet will I praise him. Although I've lost it all, yet will I praise him. Although I'm struggling, yet will I praise him. Although I don't know what I'm going to do, yet will I triumph. Yet will I be victorious. Come on, church. Come on. Come on. The Holy Ghost is breaking out on us here tonight. I said the Holy Ghost is breaking in on us here tonight. The Holy Ghost is breaking in on us here tonight. Some of y'all need to tell that spirit of humanism to get off of you. You need to tell that spirit of humanism to get out of your mind, get out of your spirit. Oh, That's it, keep praying, keep praying, lift your voice. Come on church, lift your voice, lift your voice. Lift your voice, lift your voice, lift your voice. Come on, come on, there's people moving to the altar here tonight. I said there's people moving to the altar here tonight. There's people moving to the altar right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. That's it, that's it, come on, come on. Pray to you, pray through. You need to pray tonight to you talk in tongues. You need to pray to you talk in tongues tonight.
Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, it's here, it's here, it's here. Come on, it's here, it's here, it's here. Hallelujah. It's here, it's here. The Holy Ghost is here, the Holy Ghost is here. The Holy Ghost is working miracles right now. The Holy Ghost is working miracles right now. The Holy Ghost is bringing restoration right now. The Holy Ghost is bringing restoration. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, church, come on, come on. Come on, the Holy Ghost is doing it. That's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. Come on, press through. Press on through, press on through, press on through. Press on through, press on through. Press on through.